Welcome to this episode of Paideia Ponderings, and maybe among the first to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day on this February 14th, and that is the subject of our podcast today, a short history of Valentine's Day and the man or men, as we'll find out soon, uh, that are recorded as St. Valentine. And before we launch into that exciting uh, history of Valentine's Day and the different men that could have been Valentine. Uh, let me encourage you, as always, as you uh, survey the landscape of education today and think about all the different things that are going on that would not align with your worldview and certainly with the worldview of those of us here at Oakdale Academy. I encourage you to consider researching classical Christian education, such as what we do here at Oakdale Academy. And uh, it's a pleasure to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us. And you can always find out more about us uh, at our website, oakdaleacademy.com. And with that, hope you enjoy this episode of Pi Day Ponderings on this Valentine's Day. Well, welcome back to this episode, pardon me, of Pi Day Ponderings. I'm Dr. David Stanton, the headmaster of Oakdale Academy and want to talk a little bit about St. Valentine's Day and want to do that from a different, uh, few different uh, resources. Uh, the primary of which I'll be pulling from is the American Minute with our friend Bill Federer and you can uh, find more about him just googling Bill Federer, F-E-D-E-R-E-R -E -E and the American Minute and he tells us a little bit more about St. Valentine's Day. And to understand completely about it, you need to, to understand a little bit more about what was going on in the Roman Empire around the third century. Uh, you know, so back to the third century and the Romans are fighting and trying to conquer most of what would become their lake, the Mare Nostrum or the Mediterranean Sea. And it's Claudius II that because he needs so many more soldiers to fight actually bans traditional marriage in the Roman army. Uh, he realized that the Roman men would not necessarily fight, and so Claudius II um, bans the, uh, the practice of marriage in the military, and um, you know, from there he realizes as well that those who are not going to worship the pantheon of Roman gods, that polytheistic group of gods and goddesses that the Romans worshipped, uh, they would not be fighting either. So he declares those who refuse to worship those Roman gods politically incorrect or unpatriotic enemies of the state, and they were then killed. And so then you begin to have persecution of people who would not, and the most obvious group would, would be persecuted would be Christians. Um, they had to deny their consciences, consciences and their beliefs or die. So there were ultimately 10 major persecutions um, of that. And so through all of that, a lot of the records about who St. Valentine was uh, are gone. And we believe from what we could piece, it, piece together that St. Valentine was either a priest in Rome or bishop in Terni in central Italy. And he risked the wrath of the emperor by standing up for traditional marriage would often marry soldiers to their young brides in secret. Um, Valentine refused to worship the pagan gods. He was arrested and ultimately condemned to die. 
And while he was preparing for his own execution, uh, Asterius, his jailer, asked Valentine to pray for his blind daughter. Uh, she miraculously regained her sight. The jailer converted, was baptized, and right before his execution, Valentine wrote a note to the jailer's daughter, signing it, from your Valentine. And legend has it that Valentine was beaten with clubs and stones. Uh, that failed to kill him, so he was ultimately beheaded outside of the city of Rome on February 14th in the year 269 AD. And so oftentimes when you have situations where the, um, the person that the, the, the holiday is named after, we lose some of, the, um, some of the history behind it. And Valentine's love was ultimately for God and for Jesus Christ. And so what happens, how do you get from there to St. Valentine's Day and all this romantic romantic love. Well, throughout the 18th century in England, uh, they were presenting flowers and chocolates on St. Valentine's Day after decades of um, uh, cards and flowers and whatnot. But it, people then started signing Valentine's cards with X's and O's. And that is because the X and the O, uh, the, you know, the X is similar to Chi, which is the Greek uh, letter that begins Christ. So X became a common abbreviation for Chi. Uh, and so the, the medieval times, the X was called Christ's cross, Christ's cross. Um, and you start to see then how important this is, so much so that it has come down to us when people would show sincerity and, and reverence for the sign of the cross that um, you would sign at the X, or I swear, or I cross my heart. Um, and then, so that is the pledge before God. The O is to seal with the pledge with a kiss of sincerity. And so this has just come down over the years. And, and certainly there are worse things. 1929, the St. Valentine's Day massacre during the Prohibition era, where Al Capone's uh, mob in Chicago uh, murdered seven members of Bugs Moran's Irish gang. Um, but for the most part, this was a time where uh, folks would focus on love. And ultimately, I think the, the goal is to remind us that whether Valentine was a bishop in Terni, Italy, or a priest in Rome, he stood up for marriage. He stood up for traditional marriage and defying the rules of the government that said that one could no longer worship uh, the one true God. Uh, the God of Christianity and of his son, Jesus Christ. And that love is what led Valentine not only to become so popular in decades and uh, millennia later, but it is what made him a great example for those who know Jesus to show that love and to display that love even at such great cost. With that, I hope that frames a little bit more for you the importance and the impact of a man named Valentine.